Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris from PleasureMechanics.com, and on this podcast, we have explicit and soulful conversations about all aspects of human sexuality. If you love the show and want to support what we are doing here at Pleasure Mechanics, please remember that we are 100% community-supported erotic education. We experimented with sponsorships for a while and decided not to take advertisements so we could focus on doing what we do best, which is bringing you these conversations and online resources for your erotic engagement. So if you love the show and want to support what we're doing, go to pleasuremechanics.com love, and you'll find ways to show your love and support this show. Dive a little deeper with us at pleasuremechanics.com free, where you can enroll in our free online course. This week at the Pleasure Mechanics headquarters, a flu has befallen all of us. It is actually winter break for our daughter's school, but it is a sick week for all of us. Uh, We have this cough and cold that you definitely do not want to hear on the uh, microphones. So we are bringing you an encore episode from our archives because we are over 360 episodes deep into this conversation now. And while some of you have been with us for many years, uh, week to week, having this conversation, many, many of you are newer listeners And while I encourage you to go to pleasuremechanics.com and check out our podcast archive, you can use the index to quickly find episodes around topics that most interest you. I also know that there is kind of a no possible way of listening to all of the episodes. Um, So we want to highlight some of our classic episodes from time to time. And a sick week is a great week to do that. So here is an episode that goes a few years back. It is all about how to fuck, how to fuck, fucking versus making love. And if that word fuck kind of shocked you a little bit, uh, just get prepared for this episode because this is an explicit episode. We are talking about fucking, there's sound effects, and I think I use the word fuck about 87 times. So if this word triggers you in any way, this might not be the episode for you, but I love this episode because we really share a ton of advice here about how to harness this energy of fucking, especially in long-term relationships. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Charlotte. I'm Chris. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we share our expert advice so you can have an extraordinary sex life. You can find an entire archive of this podcast over at pleasuremechanics.com where you will also be able to submit a question or a topic you want to hear more about on future episodes of this podcast. Check it all out at pleasuremechanics.com. We just had a fabulous lady say that she has spent 60 to 80 hours on our website over the past month since being introduced to it. And I love that. She said she sat down one evening and started going through our sex index, where we index everything by topic alphabetically, and noticed that six hours had passed since she sat down when she got up to pee, which is awesome. Um, So there's tons there to explore. Go check it out at pleasuremechanics.com and let us know what you want to hear more about. We're here for you. All right. So this is a fabulous episode we're about to share with you. It is on how to 
fuck? Don't what we... do we mean by that? <laughs> Don't we all want to know how to do that as best as we possibly can? What does it mean, though? Because we talk about sex in, in every episode. What is specifically we're going to talk about when we say how to fuck? Well, we believe that there is a different kind of having sex when one is fucking versus making love. That there is a different kind of sex happening. And we want to talk about that. We want to distinguish that. And we want to encourage people who are in long-term relationships to bring a little more fucking back into their relationship. Because there's something very primal and bestial and animal and athletic and sweaty and (laughs) intense about fucking. Uh Whereas making love can be much more romantic and personal and about the connection and about the I am with you and you alone. I picked you of everyone on this planet and I cherish you. It's a more personal Not necessarily more intimate, but a more personal experience and connection. And our culture tends to elevate making love over fucking. And people think that that's the right way to have sex, the polite way. And fucking sometimes gets left to casual sex or sex with strangers, where we give ourselves permission to be more animalistic and more raw physically. And we think it's important, and there's a fabulous marriage therapist, David Schnarch, in his book Passionate Marriage, that we've covered on previous episodes, that he really thinks that fucking is an important part of a healthy long-term marriage, and we couldn't agree more. So whether or not you're in a casual relationship or in a long-term marriage, we are going to encourage you to fuck more often, and we're going to talk about what that means in this episode and how to do it, how to activate it in your life. Great. You had talked about his book in the episode Healthy Fucking. Which is number what? Which is number 159. All right. So go to our website, pleasuremechanics.com, look in the podcast archives and find episode 159 where I talk about healthy fucking. All right. So let's talk about how to fuck. In that episode, we talked about why it's important. Let's talk about how to do it. Before we jump into that, can I just say that I think that this is something that has been thought of as not very moral for women to do. Mm. This is that idea that if you're too into it, you're slutty and you must really like sex and it's not polite and it's not moral to be really... Good girls don't fuck. No, absolutely not. Just Mm. slutty girls, right? So I think that that's something that we have to process and reject, but notice that that is part of our cultural script. Mm. So I think that has to be released before one can really give oneself over to fucking. And yet we hear from so many women so often that just want to be fucked. My man is too gentle with me. He loves me. He's so nice to me. He's so sweet. He's always asking me how things are, but all I want to do is be fucked. All I want is for him to let loose and fuck me. We hear that constantly. And so I think women have this struggle of they're not supposed to want it, but they really do want it. They're not supposed to be too into it. And yet that's what they crave. So we as a culture need to work on this and individually in your relationships and in your own psyche, we need to heal this divide between our desires and what we give ourselves permission to want and ask for. Because I think a lot of these guys who these women are referencing are more than excited to fuck their wives, more than excited to get into it. 
but feel like they have to hold back to be polite. So it affects both of us. And this is something that I always want to present, that anything that's affecting female sexuality is equally affecting male sexuality. We're in it together. So let's let loose <laughs> and give all of us permission to ask for being fucked, to want to be fucked. And this word, even it might feel abrasive to hear, fucking. We use it for a myriad, there's a great website or something maybe I'll find and try to put it on this podcast page that's all the different ways the word fuck is used I don't give a fuck fuck you fuck that I feel fucked by him like there's so many ways this word is used it's a very powerful word what we mean when we're talking about how to fuck fucking right now is the idea of sex let loose from cultural niceties it's not polite, it's not restrained, it's not held back, it's when your body is fully into it, you are moving like animals, you're going after pleasure, you're fully in it for the experience of that bodies colliding together in a sweaty heap of pleasure. It doesn't have to include intercourse, which I think might be a mind fuck <laughs> for a lot of you. It doesn't have to include intercourse. That's our primary vision because we're so intercourse centric in this culture of, you know, that penis and vagina fucking. It can be with hands. It can be with a toy. It can be anal. It can be oral. It can actually not include body contact at all if you really want to get trippy. But the energy of fucking is just that complete abandon to pleasure where you're going after it with full force. That's how I think of it. Whew. Is that kind of what you're thinking, Charlotte? Yes. And I think, as we've said, it is most common. It's easier often for people to do with strangers or in new sex. Why? Because we are not known. Because we are not... We can be anonymous animals. Yeah, we can activate and we can presence that part of ourselves. Once you know, love, and are domestic with somebody, it is much harder to access that kind of energy. And that is troublesome because I think that we do deeply crave that kind of physicality. And so how do we bring that back? How do we give ourselves permission and create the relationship where we have permission to access this? Right, and so much of this is about inhibitions, and especially when alcohol or drugs are involved, and we talk about them lowering our inhibitions. And so if we think about those inhibitions as shame and fear and judgment, that's what's holding us back. How do we do that in our relationship, sober, or with a little bit of wine, whatever you want, but without getting drunk and loaded and going home with a stranger and taking on all of the risks that that entails? Because let's be clear, there is freedom in casual sex, but there is also a lot of risk. And if you're in a long-term relationship and you want your husband to fuck you like silly, you have to lower your inhibitions on your own without alcohol and be able to name and ask for what you want. And that's a lot scarier, perhaps. Um, but... The freedom in that is that once you establish that kind of relationship, you can get fucked like silly as frequently as you want if that 
open communication is there with your partner. They know what you want. They're not judging you. They're on board with it too. And then you have that range. You can make sweet, beautiful love sometimes, and it can be slow and tender if that's what your body is craving. And other times you can fuck like bunnies and that's what your body is craving in that moment. And you have that vocabulary to ask for the range. That's what's important. I think the casual sex, there isn't the relationship, so there is nothing but the physicality, so of course it's easier to drop into that place. I think there's also this myth, perhaps, that fucking is fueled by passion and lust. Hmm. And it actually doesn't have to be. It can be fueled by the desire to experience intensity and intense sex. And that can be brought forth and generated so that you're generating a intense athletic experience. Right, it's funny you say athletic because that's what I was thinking is... You might run like hell if you're being chased by a bear and that's fueled by that moment and that lust of I want to stay alive and I'm running for my life. Or you can step onto a track and run like hell because you choose to. Yeah, right. And I think that's a really important distinction. So this idea that lust is the only time we can experience that doesn't have to be true. Yes, that's a big point. Let's just sit with that for a second. Mm. But what that takes is asking for it and communicating with your partner. What I'm really craving right now is to really go for it and some primal fucking. You up for that? Right. What would it take to say that sentence to your partner? Like, what's in the way? Because let's be clear, that is only going to feel good for the woman if she is in really warmed up. Mm-hmm. So you can be more gentle and loving if you want to in the warm-up stage, in the getting her really aroused, giving her an orgasm mm. perhaps prior to thrusting with your mm. penis if you're going to be doing that kind of fucking mm. or your hands or warming up with the hands and then eventually graduating to a toy or a penis. You can bring the thoughtful, loving attitude and energy into the whole experience, but get warmed up. That is such a true point. So if you're fucking into a vagina or an anus, foreplay is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. And that foreplay can be in the fucking energy. It can be rough and tumble and you're wrestling and kissing and biting one another. Or it can be a massage followed by lots of clitoral stimulation and seductive talk and then you build up that desire to the point where you are ready to fuck and the vagina is engorged and you're using lubrication or she's wet enough and you have created the conditions for that fucking to happen because the idea of a quickie like sometimes when we think of fucking we go right to oh we're so passionate i'm just gonna throw you on the kitchen table and plunge into you Not so good for the vagina. Like, vaginas need to be warmed up, and sex intercourse feels best when it is primed, when it is ready for penetration. We do hear from some women who love being plunged into very fast without a lot of warm-up, but I think these women are living in a warmed-up state. They are aroused enough, they are feeling sexual enough that they are ready in a quick way, but that's because they've kind of been living in a foreplay state. So I just want to put that out there, not to say every woman needs 30 minutes of warm-up and orgasms to be ready for penetration. Sometimes women are ready, and when they're ready, they're ready, but it's what's important is it comes from the person being penetrated. You can fuck with pegging and prostate massage, by the way. Men can be the ones being penetrated. What's important is the body being penetrated is ready for it, and they ask for it, and it's their choice 
when that penetration begins. Yes, and most women will need at least 30 minutes of warm-up. There are very few women, statistically speaking, that are ready for quick penetration. Yeah, I just wanted to presence them, because they do exist. Yes. And the more foreplay, the more seduction you have in your relationship as a whole, the more her body will be ready for this kind of fucking energy. And I think that's a point we've covered in other podcasts. You can look for seduction on the podcast archive. This idea of seducing your lover throughout your relationship is important. And most people feel ready to fuck when they're living a turned-on life, when they feel erotic, they feel sexy as they walk through the world. And that is preparation that goes beyond the scope of this podcast. Um, But that's important too, is that you feel sexy, you feel fuckable. Right. And that in the rest of the relationship, you're feeling cared for and valued and respected. So there's this kind of good relationship happening and then you're having this experience but it is not about being disrespected or being lesser than right i think it's important that you want to fuck your spouse if we're talking about fucking your spouse and that means respecting your spouse not having resentment all of those pre-qualifying conditions but let's talk about fucking what does it mean so we've warmed up the body the body's ready to be penetrated What are the differences once we're actually in the act between making love and fucking? Because because fucking is a very physical, primal experience, there are certain kind of movements that are more related to this kind of sex than lovemaking, for instance. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Most obvious are rhythm and speed. With fucking, you are more likely to do more of a deep thrust that has a real strong driving rhythm yes you're doing it with your hands i know like a real kind of (laughs) force to it often for making love we think about slow sweet love making and you're really drawing out the experience looking into each other's eyes taking deep breaths pausing and being still sometimes fucking is faster there is more of an intensity and a drive and there's more speed. Which you might build up to over right, time. Right, But you that get to a... this point of a nice driving, forceful rhythm, which also means staying in a rhythm for a while. It means being able to stay in that point of intensity. Whereas making love, you might build up to that and then come back down and it's these waves and these crescendos, but it's not this intense period of being fucked, right? And so I think, yes, as you said, speed, you build up to it and it eventually gets faster. Um, And then the rhythm is that constant driving, not letting up feeling until one or both of you climaxes. You build up and you kind of stay there and draw it out. And this can happen in any position. But I think what's important here is this idea of being able to build up to the intensity and stay there. And a lot of women report the feeling of their cervixes being stimulated by that deep thrusting rhythmic penetration activates the cervix. And if you can get into different positions, it doesn't matter how big the penis is, most of the time it will reach and your cervix kind of 
gets pounded. Um, and the cervix has specific nerves that run to the brain and are hooked up into our arousal system in this very primal way. Um, the cervix can be very tender on some women and other women love this feeling and even love the day after. Like their cervix can even feel a little bit bruised, a little bit. Oh God, that's a horrible word. But I've heard women talk about this, that it's like that deep internal part. So the cervix, little anatomy lesson, is the entrance to the uterus. It's the deepest part of the vagina. And it's that feeling of the deepest part of their vagina being used and activated. Um, and bruised, I don't know, like... Activated, I'm much more comfortable with. But bruised, like you have, after sex, sometimes you feel a little bit tenderized, a little pummeled. And this is part of the fucking experience, I think, is waking up the next day and being like, ooh, my ass from that spanking. Like, oh, yeah. Like, so it's, you know, it's not bruised as an injury. It's bruised as having used, been used. Yeah. Used and activated. So this is, we're talking about really deep penetration here. And making the point again, you're already really warmed up. You've built up to this. You're not starting there. That would be really uncomfortable and yes. painful for many women. The cervix is only going to feel the delicious. the summit of lots of foreplay. Yes. It's only going to feel good when it is really, really warmed up. You have to start from the outside of the body and move deeper and deeper into the body. And the arousal builds. And... Yeah, and the person being penetrated again, we've said it, we'll say it again, really wants to want this for it to feel super pleasurable. And this is where the artistry of fucking comes in. It's not just about going for it with everything you've got. It's about building it up until the anticipation and the desire and the longing is so big that when you get to the fucking, it's a relief. It's a fulfillment of that desire that you've built up. And this is the emotional part. This is the seduction part. This is the relationship part of fucking. And that can build up inside of you as an individual, and then it builds up between you as you do the foreplay, as you gracefully enter this intensity. And just to say, if you feel like you're not getting fucked big enough or deep enough by your partner's parts, whether that's penis or fingers, you can be fucked with toys, and you can get a toy as big as you want it to be, and then your partner can use that toy on you and... If you are a size queen and want to be filled super filled up and really deep and really big, they make dildos in all sorts of sizes. And don't feel shy about asking for that. And if you're a guy and your partner wants something bigger, you can choose to take that personally and get a complex about it. Or you can choose to be like, I'm going to be the one holding that dildo and fucking you so well with it and giving you exactly what you want. And that is sexy and that's powerful for me. And so that's really about attitude. Yeah, that's a lot for a lot of men, though. We will do another episode on this. Okay. But the other thing that you can do <laughs> is um, wear a butt plug if you are experiencing that you want more The man side. or the woman? The, well, both. <laughs> but the woman could wear a butt plug to feel more filled up. Uh -huh. And a lot of people report that that makes penetration feel bigger and deeper, no matter the size of the man's cock. Yeah. So that's another way to feel more filled up. Mm -hmm. If you like that kind of feeling. Or use lots of fingers and go to fisting, which is actually one of our most popular podcast episodes. Is our episode on how to fist. And most women will be satisfied with the size of your fist, if they can take it. Anyway, okay. So size, being filled up, being full... 
that rhythmic pounding of fucking. I think that's the core experience. For many people, it's that experience of being left breathless at the end. And hopefully both of you will climax. And if the guy climaxes first from all of this intense friction and fucking, then let's be sure to take care of the partner and fuck her again with fingers, a toy, oral sex, whatever she needs to finish that experience and also be left feeling breathless and collapsed in a pool of pleasure. That I think is the idea of being fucked is used, exhausted, done. Relieved. Yes. There's release. Yes. So many of us are so pent up sexually. Right. And every once in a while just need to be fucked into oblivion. And so you're kind of reset. And it's interesting because there's an image of like being released and drained and empty. But at the same time, you're very full of energy and you're you're gaining something through this experience. And remember, though, in our culture, we often think about the men fucking and the women more lying still. And remember that the women can be really active in this experience and push back. If you're in missionary, you can have your feet on the gra- feet on the bed. You're you're so you can really push and Drive thrust back into them. You know, you can be you can be active in this. And we talked about this a whole bunch in last week's episode. 176. Find it in our podcast archive. It is a companion episode. It's about how to move during sex. And if you have not figured out yet how to move during sex, the experience of fucking and being fucked will be hard to access. It'll be less pleasurable. So it's another tool to have in your sexy tool belt. Yes. So how to move, how to fuck. These two episodes go hand in hand together and put it into practice. So much of this is about giving yourself permission to stop holding back. I think so many of us know this experience of being in bed and there's more you want, there's more you want to chase after, but we hold back in order to be polite, not to be too much, not to be judged, not to feel slutty, not to feel like we scare our partner away. We hold back. And the core of the emotions of fucking is not holding back. And all of those inhibitions are gone. They have been checked at the door. And you are an animal doing your human thing of fucking. And it's so funny. We talk about fucking like animals. But animal sex is actually really boring. Most animals thrust one to three times before ejaculation. And if you look up animal sex on YouTube, like most of it is very boring. (laughs) Humans are the fucking machines. Humans are the most creative, erotic beings on the face of this planet. We have a very creative, awesome sexuality. It's part of our relationships. It's part of kinship. It's part of our emotional lives. It's part of our spiritual lives. And let's fuck like humans. Instead of fucking like animals, let's fuck like the human animal. All that we're designed to do And the fulfillment of that, the satisfaction of that, and again, that's the range. That's not just fucking, as we've been talking about, that intensity. It's the whole range of how we can make love, how we can fuck, how we can have sex with one another, how we can give one another pleasure. Even with just our minds and even with just our voice, we can bring one another to these high states of arousal. That's what's so exciting, is exploring that whole range of possibility. And that's what we want for you. Yeah, knowing that it's all within us. 
it's all there. And this idea of athletic sex, like yeah. circling back to that. We talked about that at the beginning of this episode of being willing to get sweaty, being willing to get breathless, being willing to like use our muscles to really fuck. And I learned a lot about this when I started using strap-ons mm. of how difficult it is actually to fuck a woman well using your hips while you're propping your weight up on your forearms using that thrusting again and again and again to fuck well is an athletic feat mm. and it's fun to take it on as as an exercise as a sport that you want to get better at it's one thing to choose to get better at basketball how about we get better at fucking and build those muscles build our stamina build our endurance so we can be better fucking humans and this is not less intimate i think there's this idea that fucking is less lesser than making love because perhaps it's less emotional but I don't think that's true it can mm. be just as intimate in a physical way mm -hmm. perhaps not as emotional but there are all kinds of different intimacy and when it's with your lover when it's with your long-term partner it can be it can be emotionally intimate to release this certain part of you yeah. and to see one another in this state and to give permission to be all of yourself not just your sweet tender side yeah, just not not just being loved for who you are, but also being loved for your body. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, it's a different, it's a physical intimacy. Yeah, not just an emotional intimacy, and that's so cool in a long term relationship to be able to access all of it. And yet, to complicate things further, we also know that emotions can come up when you're fucking vigorously and when you have intense physical activity. Sometimes people cry, sometimes people laugh, sometimes people feel rage. All of those emotions can be part of fucking, you just channel it into the physical plane. And that, I think, is what can be therapeutic, is you harness all of those emotions and you bring them out physically. Just like running can be a great relief for stress or grief. And you run till you're breathless and then you feel better afterwards, you release those endorphins. That's the same thing that's happening when you're fucking. Your endorphins are flowing, you might even get a hit of adrenaline, and it can really purge you of so much that's pent up. Yes, it's a cleansing. And we've done a great episode on crygasms too. Mm. Check it out if that is something that happens for you. So go fuck, my dear friends. Go fuck your hearts out. Fuck your long-term lover. And fuck with all of you got. And be a better fucking human each time you fuck. Build up your endurance for fucking. Fuck yeah. I'm just trying to use the word fuck as much as I can right now. So we hope this has helped you discover how to fuck with more fucking authenticity, more fucking enthusiasm. <laughs> and we hope you enjoy your fucking day. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. You can find us at pleasuremechanics.com, where you'll also find our online courses. And if you want to fuck with greatness, our foreplay mastery course is a must. It's a fucking must for it's gonna fucking make you well. <laughs> It's going to make you a great fucking fucker and fucky. <laughs> so go check that out and use the code speaking of sex for 20% off your fucking online course. We're the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Enjoy your fucking day. <laughs>